Today on The Girl Defined Show, we are talking about the cultural stereotypes for a man and a woman's hormones and sex drives. Do all men actually crave sex all the time, the way society portrays them? And is it true that a woman's sex drive is really high when she's single and then tanks after marriage? I mean, what is that about? How are a man and a woman's hormones actually different? And did God design us to be different for a reason? What is fact and what is fiction and how do we get healthy? To help me unpack all of this and more, I have Dr. Patrick Flynn with me today who is known as the hormone whisperer. So whether you're single or married, you have hormones and you don't want to miss out on this fascinating and eye-opening conversation. (laughs) Dr. Patrick, welcome to the Girl Defined Show. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here. Okay. How in the world did you get known as the hormone whisperer? We'll just start right there. Okay. People always ask that, and I will ask to let you know, I didn't name that myself. I'd be very clear about that. I legitimately, this was about probably about, oh, I'd say about 15 years ago, had three new patients come in, and they, no joke, this is not a joke, this totally been verified by all my staff and everything. There's, they, they said, we want to see the hormone whisper, and I'm not joking, and that it just stuck. <laughs> and they all were suffering with infertility. But see, mm. my story, uh, as I was an unhealthy child, had some health issues that way, and that's what got me into health, and we can get into that a little bit later. But the real story got me into hormones when I realized that I was put in a situation where I had to make a choice. Um, I met this beautiful woman back uh, 20, oh my goodness, 24 years ago. And uh, on the first couple of days we started dating, she looked at me, she goes, I, you know, I think I'm going to marry you. And I looked at her and I said, you know, I think you're actually right. And so we started to date, and then after about a couple of weeks in our dating life, uh, she had me come over, and I, came, I, was, I was still not a doc yet. I was in my final part of my internship. And I came over to her house and came to the door and knocked on the door and answered. She was crying. And it was interesting because I'm like, oh, my goodness, we went dating two weeks. What did I do so far? You know? And so <laughs> we came in and sat down, and she started telling me how sick she was. That morning, she got her period, and she described it as – she imagined having skin being ripped off your arm. That's what it felt like. And Ugh. before that, before I even got there, she was curled up in the ball, just just massively in pain, uh, puked, throw up. And then she started to let me know she suffered from endometriosis, suffered mm-hmm. ulcerative colitis, cystic acne, and cluster headaches. And being going to be a doc within a couple months, I had no clue if you looked at her – uh, she didn't present with any of those things. Just be obviously this time I was 24. She was uh, uh, 22. And it was interesting because then she started telling me a story and, and I realized that she wasn't crying because she was sick that day. She was crying because she told me how sick she was and she couldn't have children. And mm-hmm. she's been to all these specialists and all these things that, and they almost, uh, they almost took her uterus out when she was 19 years old. Like it was so bad. Oh, wow. So long story short, I had to make a choice there and I sat there and I said, okay, listen. And, I, and some things from my background just didn't make any sense. And so I had to make a choice. Do I stay or do I go? And, and the reason why she was crying is because she looked at me and she said, listen, I'm going to give you an opportunity to break up with me because I don't want you to not have children in your future. And that's why she was really crying. It was an opportunity. And, and obviously where things came about, well, I chose to stay. And now 24 years, years later and four daughters later, obviously that's how wow. it started. But what it did start is the fact that when she told me that she had a problem that way, I looked and said, okay, listen, that doesn't make sense what you're going through because you know these hormonal things that you're dealing with that way, I'm like, let me see what the doctors are doing with you. And then we're going to get into it quite detailed, but I'll tell you right now, the majority of women, even to this day, have no clue about the hormones. The doctors that you're being taken care of have absolutely worse clue about the hormones, but not only they misleading, misleading, but they're lying to you. And people say, doc, how can you say that? I'm like, well, look at this way. Breast cancer, diabetes, obesity, um, all these major issues will have some hormone component to it. They're getting worse as time goes on. You know, I tell people, 
our current medical system and the weathermen are the only people that are wrong all the time. We keep on going back, asking the same questions, see if mm. they can help us. You know, and I'm like going, and it's because the results speak for themselves. So what I did is I started to figure some things out because um, my found out that there were some things going on with her. And I said, you know, let me see your labs. And I realized that once again, their view on hormones still to this day is very incomplete. Um, there isn't a day that goes by that people are very frustrated with their doctors where people say there's nothing wrong with them that they can find and all things that, and we'll get into detail of it that way, but that's how mm-hmm. it all started. It started from a demand need. And I just, then I figured out wow. some things and then started to apply them. And the next thing you know, uh, here's a 24 year old kid from Green Bay, Wisconsin, uh, started an office with, you know, no joke, $500. And now we're a big international company. I speak all over the world on this stuff. As a Christian woman, have you ever wondered, what does it actually mean to embrace biblical womanhood? It's this huge term, and oftentimes we have no idea what it looks like to live out and embrace God's design, which is why I have great news for you. We've created an incredible PDF downloadable resource called Embracing Biblical Womanhood, a Christian woman's guide to understanding and living out God's timeless design. You can download this PDF today and start digging into the incredible teaching that will help you practically understand how to live out and embrace God's design for your life as a woman today. You can download this right now at girldefine.com slash shop. Just click the digital resources tab. That's girldefine.com slash shop. Hormones are something that I'm still learning so much about. So I'm, I feel like I get to have a personal consultation with you on this call, but not really because there's so much more I want to talk about than just my issues. But I have been diagnosed with unexplained infertility. Our community of listeners know that. I have had this diagnosis for 12 years. Um, I've worked hard on my hormones to get things right. I feel so much better than I did even just a few years ago, just changing things about my health and my diet and learning more about my body as a woman and how I'm supposed to function the right way. And I have had to abandon some of the mainstream ideas in the medical world that I have been told in order to find some answers. So I know a lot of our listeners can relate, whether it's infertility or PCOS or endometriosis or just their sex drive. You know, we're going to talk about that. Like what what should we expect to be normal? Because what we've been told from mainstream doctors isn't really panning out. So in what other ways do you see the mainstream medical society getting things wrong when it comes to our hormones? Well, it's just even teaching. Let's start there. The kids, if you can give a person to understand, they can make a choice themselves. For example, I'm going to say something. I'm going to ask you some basic questions that way. And so this will be your consult because I'll, I'll treat you just like a patient right now. And we're going to walk through it. And then this is the part that once again is, is, is being misconstrued and misled with people. But let me mm-hmm. ask you a question. If you look at the start guys, by, by nature, guys are much more simpler hormonally than women are. We'll get into that in great detail. But I want you to think about this. But you know this, studying the human body a little bit this way. If you look at the major hormone that dominates men's life, which is it? Testosterone. Testosterone. We all know that. Yeah. And once again, very measurable things. That great, free testosterone, great. Now, obviously, women are different. They're dominated by another set of hormones. And what do you think is the most dominant set of hormones for women? Estrogen. What if I told you estrogen is not a hormone? Hmm. What if I told you you've been lied to your whole life about that? Hmm. I've been diagnosed with high estrogen. Yes. But let, oh, well, okay. let's do this then. So let's do this. And here's the mistakes. See, everybody's like, wait, no, 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 doc. Estrogen, wait, wait, no, no. Do me a favor. Grab your phone. Type in. Try, try to find me the hormone estrogen. You can't. Hmm. Okay. Because it doesn't exist. Estrogen is a term that represents many hormones. Now, here's the thing. Because, oh, yes, it represents three, E1, E2, E3. That's not true. That's not true at all. 
And I realized that, for example, and that's why the misleading thing that came up with uh, Christy, my wife, was the fact that they measured her estradiol, which is one of several of them. Mm -hmm. And what happened was this. And then I realized that, guess what happens? You can really only get two really accurate out of the blood and then you need urine. So if you're not testing both blood and urine together, your view of the estrogens is incomplete. And how can I make a judgment on a woman's body if I have incomplete information, if I just have blood or just have urine and are at separate times? It's like mm-hmm. those, those hormones affect a woman both physically and psychologically, affect their fertility, affect them psychologically, affect everything from their big toe to how their thyroid works, everything like this. And we're going to make judgments based to even medically or naturally on an incomplete view of a woman's human body, I just don't understand that. So why do they test estradiol? Why is that like the one that they pinpoint? Well, because once again, it's one of the major, but not the only one. For example, if you want to look up a hormone that is the major contributor to breast cancer, it's 4-hydroxyesterol and estradiol. And people, and they're like, going, wait, I didn't even heard of 4-hydroxyesterone and estradiol. Yeah, I know, of course. But that actually creates more damage uh, to what happens to tissue, especially breast tissue, than estradiol, estrone, estradiol ever will. And so therefore, once again, but here's what happens. It's what can be here. If you want to encompass what the way the current healthcare system looks at things mm-hmm. is they only test what they can treat. They only go after what they can uh, actually do something pharmaceutically. And so therefore, mm. once again, and, and, and what they do now is this. And so I started at 24 years ago. I called some major labs and said, you know, because when I looked at Christie's labs, they had estradiol, which is one of the major cyclic hormones. It fluctuates, you know, week by week. And I said, well, where's estrone? Well, it's mainly a menopause hormone. Well, no, 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 no. No, it's more dominant in, in menopause, but it's needed in cyclic women. Well, what, where's, where's estriol? Well, we do, I said, now where's, where's all the metabolites? I said, can we measure them? They, they're like, yes, and why? Insurance doesn't pay for them. I'm like, hmm. I don't care. I have a woman who's suffering that cannot have children and stuff of that. So I actually started to dig like crazy. And I started, I'm like going, oh my goodness. If we now can measure these things, and then guess what happened? And the reason why a lot of women get the, I don't know what's going on with you, can't be a hormonal thing, because they'll mm-hmm. run the one estradiol and go, well, it's normal. It's normal, so it, 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 it can't be your hormones. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. And I look at their labs and they're going, where are all the rest of them? And just that simple concept changed women's lives. Wow. And going, because you have, because I said, it's an incomplete view. You would never, you would never make a major judgment, including with a pharmaceutical. Now, if you think of it this way, estradiol. Okay, it's elevated on you. All right, did it convert to estriol? Is it converting down properly? Because hormones are produced and then they're converted. And most women really don't have that much of a problem producing hormone. They have conversion problems. And people are like conversion, yes, because if it doesn't convert, that estriol stays elevated a long time. It will result in tissues responding. Because remember, a hormone is nothing but a messenger. That's all this. That's the term. Mm-hmm. It's Latin for messenger. And if, it, and if you have a high estriol, you get a lot of those messages. It's just that simple. And your breast tissue would continue to. Uh, replicate and, and, and metastasize to the point where it's going to lead to cancers. So what they do, they try to knock it all out. I'm like, but if you stopped all your medication, your current form of healthcare, everything goes back to high estrogens. You're just going to sick all over again. Hmm. Oh my goodness. Okay. So for a woman, we we're getting yep. things wrong when it comes to mainstream medical and our hormones. What about for a man's? Are there multiple forms of testosterone? Is there just yep. one? Well, no. And see, once again, um, you see low T clinics popping up like Starbucks. Yeah. And the reason why is this is because if you think of it this way, um, the majority of men do not have a problem producing testosterone. What happens is this though, testosterone, once again, it converts to other hormones. Yes. It converts to DHT. It converts to, um, you know, free to, you can actually separate free testosterone, but here's the thing. People do not realize that 
when testosterone is not an end stage hormone, it converts to some of the major things that can be detrimental also. For example, it will convert to estradiol. And that's why you see one out of every 100 breast cancer cases now are men because estradiol is a contributing factor too, which can lead to 4-hydroxyestradiol and estrone being elevated in a man. You can see that in basic labs. And then what, here's what happens. But that conversion is majorly stimulated in a man by sugar. Okay? Hmm. So therefore, men today are you know obese more than ever. Uh, obviously, metabolic syndrome being one of the number one contributing things to it because their diets are horrible. They're eating sugar like crazy. They, they, they do things that, are, that lead those pathways to be stimulated. And now they're taking their testosterone. They're driving it down by their lifestyle habits. And therefore, now they're ended up with estradiol. And that's why you see man boots, gynecomastia, all-time high, all, obesity, all-time high. And therefore, guess what? It now relates in other even conditions that seem more female-like. But remember, the rate of breast cancer in women keep going up or men keep going up. And guess what happens? And who's leading the people to that? I would say it's kind of funny. People go to these doctors to think that they're being healthy, and they're actually leading them down a path that leads them to illness. It's really it, it, it's it's such a failed viewpoint on everything. Oh my gosh! So how what do we do? I mean, we take do we go in and demand like I need a full estrogen well, panel workup? <laughs> like, well, here's, here's what you think about this. Now let me let me give back and I'm gonna give some analogies because I probably made some of your audience a little ticked off, going, "Oh my goodness, my 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 my." Uh, Friend's a doctor. I don't care if he's a friend. He can still be wrong. If you ever had a friend that's wrong about something, okay? <laughs> I want you to think about that. You know, here, here we go. I want you to, I, I'm going to create a model for you guys to give you an understanding of where things should be, okay? Because here's what happens this. There, there's, a, there's a purpose for each doctor. And most people have no idea what they should do. And majority of people find out doctors like me because everything has failed with them. Uh, right. I tell people, I get the failures of the whole healthcare system we have of today. Mm -hmm. I said, and if I'm so wrong, why am I so busy? And I get the results that they dream of to the point that even the current medical system comes to me and says, teach us and do these things. So let's go here. I tell people, if you want to look at healthcare in general, look at, look at the example of this. If, if we get done with this podcast and you go home and your house is on fire, you're going to call the professional as the best hand in the situation. And we're, and he's the fireman. Okay. Now let's look what happens. They need to get there as quickly as possible because if they don't guess what happens, house is going to burn down. But when they get there, they really have things that happen. They get there, they pull up in the truck, a couple of firemen jump out. They only have really two tools they deal with to deal with the fire in the house. Number one, an axe. Number two, a hose. The guy's going to rub your door and window. And what is he going to do with that when he gets up to those things? What's, what's the fireman going to do? Bust it open, bust it down. Right. Bust it down. Then the guy with the hose is going to run. He's going to spray the inside of your house. Now, imagine you have pictures of your kids up there. What happens when they spray the pictures of the kids? What happens? They get ruined. They ruin. What about your carpet? Done. Wall. Finished. <laughs> now, think of this way. You called the fire department. They've been there for 15 minutes and what they've done in your house so far. Destroy it. <laughs> and, and, and you stand there grateful. Do you understand? Uh -huh, you stand uh -huh. there grateful because you've been conditioned to think, okay, if they get there in time, do their job and they're professional, they're going to pull up the fire and you're happy about it. But in the process, they cause a lot of destruction. Now, imagine that they did the job. They say, hey, girls, I did a good job. I'm awesome at my job. You would never let the fire department help you rebuild your house with an axe and a hose, would you? Mm. Makes no sense. You'd call a different professional. So you'd call the carpenter. A carpenter would come in, and a carpenter, even the fire department was walking around thinking they did a wonderful job, if a carpenter who deals with the same exact house walks in and says, man, this house is a freaking mess. I got ripples wall, ripples carpet. I got to do all these things to help you rebuild your house. And I always tell people, who's right? And people get the answer right. It's based on the need of the house. For example, mm. if right now somebody in your studio or somebody has a heart attack and stroke, once again, you wouldn't want me there to grab a knife and see if I help your friend. 
We're going to get into, we're going to call 911 and get in the hospital as quick as possible. And let's call medicine, the fire department. Do you follow me? I'm going with this. Mm -hmm. And they're going to use their axes and hoses to put the fire out. Don't believe me? They're going to stick a hose into his arm and they're going to start pumping the medication to his body. Now, I got a simple question for you. When they put that medication into his body, is it good for his body? I guess it depends on the needs of his body. Put it this way. If we spray water on the walls, is it good for the walls? It's not good for the walls. I, I mean, See, it's putting the, the fire out, but it's not uh, good for the walls. Yeah. Oh, let's do it. That's where the confusion comes in. I didn't ask yeah. if it was good. for. I didn't ask if it put out the fire. I asked if it was good mm-hmm. for his body. Mm-hmm. See, because every medication, regardless if it saves a life or gets rid of pain or symptom, it causes damage. Who says so? The people who mm-hmm. made it. So So is it that we're putting band-aids? I mean, we're just masking, we're looking at symptoms and doctors are just kind of covering up the symptoms to make it go away. We can even, we can even alter physiology to make something do okay for a short time. Mm -hmm. If somebody has high blood pressure, I don't want you to stroke out. So you lower it for a little bit, but guess what happens during that time? There's major negative side effects. And that's why when you guys were lied to over the last three years, when uh, uh, I don't want you to get kicked off because I've been kicked off every media and everybody's back, but I just, look what happened (laughs) over the last three years. The government lied to you, said it's safe and effective. There actually is no such thing as a safe and effective drug because even if it saves your Mm. life, it still causes destruction. So stop lying to people. Tell people the truth. This could cause some damage, but we're going to put out the fire a little bit. This can do this. Be honest with people. Let them make their own choice. Okay. Mm. Now, but even even if the drug saved a person's life, if that happened to you, you're married, correct? I remember from your yes. videos, you're married, yeah. correct? Okay. If that happened to your husband, you think you're th- you're thinking the doctor, oh, thanks for saving my husband. But then you you think like a carpenter. You want the house to be wrong for a long time. You want your husband to be wrong for a long time. You say, Doc, what caused these problems? And what can you do to prevent it? And they look at you and say, Do you understand how bad that fire is? And they say, You need to have him water his house down every day for the rest of his life. That's why when people start medications, when do they ever get off them? See, that's the thing. Yeah, well, I'm a carpenter a doctor come along going, we need to rebuild houses. But how can you rebuild a house while having a proper blueprint? How can you mess with women's hormones or mess mm. with anything without having the proper testing? But see, they test for fires, cancer, heart disease, diabetes. They're so focused on disease. And I'm sitting there going, how does the body work? Let's get it back to normal. Because I just have this weird theory that God created women to have babies. If you got a uterus, you should be able to pop out kids like Skittles. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I, I need to learn how to do this. I'm, I've been trying, but it hasn't been working. Well, remember, well, remember you've been going through the act, but you, and see, that's why and I, so yeah. I just got so obsessed and fascinated with the female body because you know why? Because like a guy, we can produce testosterone and we can mess things up just by conversion, doing things that way. Women's bodies are extremely much more complex. For mm-hmm. example, we talk about that hormone estradiol. A woman's hormones fluctuate. And so I really started to study. And remember, I learned stuff in my, my undergraduate and graduate school about hormones and stuff, but they, they only teach you so much. And I started to realize going, oh my goodness. I started to look at the patterns of female hormones and I realized that guess what happens? Hormones affect a woman very physically, but also affects a woman psychologically. And it changes every single week. So therefore, and let me give you a simple example. You know, I guarantee that you've woken up in the morning, put your bra on, and guess what happens? It's all nice and full. Next week, mm-hmm. you put your bra on, you're like, it's all a bunch of shiver raisins. Like, where did they go? 
Do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. And it's like, because why? Because there's a hormonal change and therefore there's physical changes. And that's why women got to get off a scale because by nature, your body will mm. put fat in certain places sometimes and put it, and they go, doc, I, I eat different. I actually the same and I gain weight. Yeah, because your body needs that fat for certain times of the month for you to even produce hormones and do things, even affects you psychologically. Mm. So you don't want to be altering all this stuff. But then here's what happens this. But this has probably been the most impactful thing that I never realized that brought so much peace to women, especially God-given women, is the fact this. Do you understand I said that hormones affect you physically, but they also affect you mentally? That means, ladies, each week you are psychologically a very different person. And if you ever look at women, they get so frustrated because they say, Doc, you understand, every week I'm, I'm so different, I feel unstable. I said, you're mm-hmm. supposed to be unstable. There is no such thing as a stable woman. It's impossible to achieve. And therefore, if you think you'd be stable, like a man's hormones are like a straight across, you are going to live a delusional world thinking that you're going to have the same emotions as a guy who once again, mm. we can be you know, this. And so therefore you're dramatically different. And I, and, 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 in our society, our culture, even derogatory women say, well, women are so emotional. They're supposed to be. Hmm. They're supposed to be. That's the way they're created. And if you just look at the hormone pattern, how it affects their brain, how it affects their breast tissue, how it affects their butt, how it affects their big toe, all those things change in them every single week. And for guys, we're pretty straight across all the time. It's pretty simple for us. That makes so much sense. And it's a little infuriating because one of the lies of feminism, which we're not huge fans of feminism around here, is that it tells us that men and women should be the same, that we should be able to pursue Ooh. all of the same things in all of the That's same ways. But you're telling us there are such like our bodies are so different that we should not expect to be the same, nor should we try to force ourselves to be the same. And, and since you brought this up, I'm going to bring this up like crazy because men and women are not the same. We're not equal. For example, let me show you how we're not equal. And this still even pisses conservatives off and stuff like that, which drives me nuts. Once again, you here, if we talk about things that really affect uh, female hormones, men, lifestyle, and things like that are going to really affect their testosterone. Number one thing by far, and I can prove this scientifically very, I can show you hundreds of thousands of labs on this. Psychological stress will destroy a woman's hormones faster than anything. And if I were to attack your husband, his testosterone goes up. If you were to have the stress, your hormones go down. God created men to handle stress, not women. So I'm sorry, ladies. If you try to even keep up with me physically, you will get sick. A man is meant to take that burden. And I can't believe Mm. the Christian community doesn't understand this. And so a Christian man going, puts all this stress on the wife. I'm going, dude. You know what happens to her hormones? You want sex from her? Good luck on that one. You're going to tank her hormones. And guess what happens? Because you know this. Your husband had a rough day. He's complaining. He broke his arm. Later at night, he's like, honey, you want to have sex? And you're like, you broke your freaking arm. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> yes, I am. And with women, some mental stress, basically the panties are super glued to them. I get it. I understand it. That's mm. the, how they're – and there is an effect to it with your cortisol and your progesterone and stuff like that. And I mapped all that out. And I just started teaching this. And next thing you know, Christian conference start calling me up and say, can you teach at a marriage conference? I'm like, why? And I'm like, because this makes so much sense the way God created us. I'm like, yeah, it's basic biology. Just look it up. Hmm. So God knew what he was doing in the beginning when he created Adam and then Eve, and they were both very different. Yeah. And that's why it gets really, and I know because I've watched him yourself, you know, we have to, we have to stop, you know, accepting this transgender thing as normal because here's what happens hmm. this. Do you understand that if a male starts to become dominant in estradiol and other estrogens, he will take on female characteristics. But it's not normal. 
No, he thinks he's a, he's a woman. I don't disagree with you. I've sat across them. I still do with them today. Well, I sat across them and they truly believe it. And I don't even try to argue with them because you know why? There's physical and emotional things that come with it that way. So if a man gets high estradiol or if a woman gets high testosterone, they can start bringing on those characteristics. But even both from if I if I even inject you with synthetic testosterone, you can start to grow facial hair where men do. You say, and so this concept, but to accept it as normal, is yeah. it's, it's 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 so disrupting, especially since our medical field, our farmers, our our food system puts endocrine disruptors in there, and wonder why I tell people don't eat that stuff and don't do those things, and why do we even allow these things that are birth control, which is just absolutely disgusting. Hmm. I can't understand the Christian community doesn't grasp on that, that birth control alters you both physically and mentally. And even how you view the world, even how you view a guy, that's why sometimes women, they get married and they're, they're, they're Christians who are on birth control. And all of a sudden they get off birth control and because they want to have a baby and look at the man and go, I don't love you anymore. Well, it, it's something mm. wrong. There must be Satan in our world or something. Like that. No, you've been altered by an endocrine disruptor that now even how you view your spouse is extremely different. Wrestling with sexual sin is something that so many of us as Christian women, single and married, struggle with. And so often we feel like we're the only one. I know because I had my struggles with sexual sin, battling masturbation for years, longing to find freedom, but lacking the tools to help me do that, which is exactly why we've created instantly downloadable PDF resources that you can get in your hands right now at girldefined.com slash shop, specifically helping you in the areas of sexual sin and sexual struggles. The newest one is called Finding Freedom from Masturbation, Gospel Strategies for Walking in Victory, a really helpful PDF that you can download today and begin walking that journey toward freedom. Another PDF is called Five Strategies to Find Freedom from Sexual Sin. We have another digital resource called Battling Sexual Temptation, a biblical toolkit for Christian girls. And y'all, these are just the ones on sexual struggles. We have PDF downloads on so many different topics for all stages and seasons of life, and you can find all all of this at girldefined.com slash shop. Just click the digital resources tab. That's girldefined.com slash shop. Okay, can you unpack that a little bit more? Because that's a bombshell you just dropped for a lot of women who are on birth control. And we've talked about this before on our show with another doctor, so it's not the first time. But I mean, the way you just unpacked it was, that was big. Okay, watch this, ladies. You can do this. Just just take normal hormones that it, with everything normal. Do you understand how you view the world every week is different? Do you understand how you respond to stress, how you respond to your kids, how you respond to husband? Because remember, these messages change through the week, okay, through the month. Now, imagine taking a chemical that alters. Do you understand the birth control is classified as an endocrine disruptor? That means how you view everything is extremely different. Yes, there's physical manifestation, but there's mental ones. And that's why all of a sudden now a woman gets off that and now her viewpoint of the world does change. And stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm going, and that's why you see us. They've even they've even looked at that. They go, oh my goodness, and they and, uh, and they and they've they've studied it. Going, okay, listen. All of a sudden, they start to look and go, hey, I'm to got birth control. I'm emotionally different. I don't even care about some of the things I cared about before. I don't even care about this individual I'm with anymore that way. And it drives people absolutely crazy. I'm like, going, what are you talking about? You know, if I tell people is this, just smoke a little marijuana. It changes your state. You're mm-hmm. taking something a thousand times worse in birth control. And you think it doesn't alter the way you view the world? And you understand, you understand integrated interrupters then. And so many women are on birth control and are told by their doctors, this is what you need to take, even before they need it for birth control purposes, just for like acne control and other issues. So women are starting young and you're saying all of these years that they're on the pill, their bodies are completely disrupted and they're not functioning 
in a healthy way. Their hormones are completely whacked out. Yep. Changes, changes brain function, changes endocrine responses, changes pituitary, changes ovarian responses. It changes. It's really sad. It's really, it's, and we, wow. we accept this as normal. You know yeah. And it's like, um, because in, uh, I've been, like I said, if I this, if you go back to my history, I haven't said anything different in 25 years because, <laughs> and, and, when the, and, and they said, and here's happens and here's your Christian community and stuff of like that. Cause like I said, peace come up at church and you go, what am I supposed to do? Um, there's other forms of birth control, you know, Sam? And, it, and really what happens, I think it's very important that a man, husband, and wife um, understand a female cycle because there's a narrow window when a woman can really get pregnant, you know, Sam? And so right. therefore you guys can sit down, discuss things and go, okay, listen, let's just be a little bit more safe here during this time and stuff. And, and uh, just and a more natural approach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, just understand the, 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 the biochemistry of, of a female body. It's not that difficult. I I could, you know, I have four daughters, you know what I'm saying? Two of them are cyclic <laughs> and I have a wife. So guess what happens? I understand all their cycles like crazy. Why? Because I I, I know that what happens is this. The amount of different emotions I'm going to have in my household, I expect. Do you know what I'm saying? Am I yeah. going, okay, they're going this week. They're going to be a little bit more emotional. That's cool. I understand. I'm a dad. <laughs> I'm also a husband. It's understandable. Do you saying? I employ yes. hundreds of women. You know what I'm I don't want them stressed out for one thing because I don't want them uh, affecting their health. But on the flip side, I expect them to be emotional. I really do. Mm. It's like, Mm -hmm. so therefore, it's it's understandably, you know. So all men need to come to you for a course. All fathers with daughters and all husbands need to come to you to say, help me understand how to live with my wife in an understanding way (laughs) and vice versa. It's it's interesting because I had a bunch of women come to me saying, you got to write a book. I'm like, I don't want to write a book. I think it's stupid. And we put together, I just read a book and it became an international bestseller within a week. And, wow. we have our, we have, and and that became such a huge hit. And then I started speaking. It was called the hormone connection, you know, um, hmm. because like I said, it's understanding the opposite sex that way and how they're created and say how God created them and how it works and actually how to get it to work. For example, like ladies, I can teach you how testosterone works and you can use it to your advantage to get anything you want from your husband. It's not that difficult. You know okay. Saying? Are we going into yeah. sex drives now? Because I want to go there. Okay. Absolutely. Yes. Let's talk about how our hormones impact our sex drives as a man and a woman. Cause there are stereotypes in culture that say a man always has the high sex drive. He is like an animal, just thinks about sex all the time. I know that's not true for every male. Yeah. I've talked to no, wives who are like my husband. Yeah. He doesn't want sex as much as me, but then for women, we're kind of told like, you're not supposed to want sex. At least when you're single, you're supposed to, then you get married and it's like your sex drive tanks. I mean, what is going on here? Well, here's what happens. But see, let's even take, sorry, but you brought yourself up. So I'm going to bring it on this. And so uh, okay. uh, you said it. <laughs> you want more sex than he does. But here's what happens this is, but you're also sick. Hmm. Do you say, see, women don't admit they're sick. If you have high estrogen, you're sick. It's not normal. Do you say it's going to lead and you don't have any fire yet, like a disease. So they say, well, you're, we'll wait till mm-hmm. you fall apart. You say, on the flip side, here's what happens. Now, there, let, let me say this a little bit because in my seminar, if you look at it, happened, testosterone increases and stays that way their whole life. The only way reason testosterone goes down is because the doctors that take care of them let their house fall apart and rot and then their testosterone drops. Don't confuse calm with normal. Mm. Okay. And here's the point. Mm. My testosterone is at 851. Now, therefore, guess what? My sex drive is, is rampant every single day. And I take nothing. I've never taken a, a, a steroid, never taken anything away. I actually just keep my body good and I know how to maintain my testosterone at great levels. And I'm 49 years old. But here's and the no point. supplements either, like no natural supplements. Oh, no, 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 no matter. Because I'll take thing, I'll do things like zinc and different tribulus and things like that. Okay. Things that okay. my body can use and everybody can take it. Yeah. If I drink the whole bottle, it wouldn't be no difference. But here's okay. the point. No, just no medication. Got it. No, absolutely not. Okay. Um, but here's, here's what I want you to think about this way. So therefore, 
biologically, a guy's going to have a decent testosterone and it's a very aggressive sex-driven hormone that way. And so, mm. the, and so what they do is they're going to have a drive. Now, there is a little difference on this, but here's what happens. I will tell you this. Um, stress doesn't lower a man's testosterone, but what it does is this. Testosterone's a very laser-focused hormone. That's why a man can focus on things. That's why you can talk to a man. And if he has something on his mind, he may be looking at you. He can even hear from a distance. He doesn't hear what you say. He, he hears Charlie Brown's teacher. Okay. And then you know, we talked about it. It's like, no, we didn't. Yes, we did. No, we didn't. And you were looking right at me. I still wasn't listening. You're saying, and just because we, because we have something on our mind and good testosterone based men that actually deal with a lot in the world because they're supposed to be providers and protectors. If they have something mm. on their mind, real good testosterone based men are more like sex on demand. Like all of a sudden, it has to be like, it's two o'clock in the afternoon, let's have sex. What happened is he had some peace come over him. So his stress that he was thinking about was gone. So therefore, his natural mm-hmm. instinct is what? Is, guess what? But I'm, I'm chasing now. You know what I'm That's why you've experienced this. If your husband has any kind of career, he may come home and guess what happens? And he's there, but he's really not. Because he's still, mm-hmm. once again, met, women have a, a more an aspect of multitasking because estrogens make them good multitaskers. Testosterone makes it very lazy focus. And women hate when I say this. The feminist movement hate when I say this. You understand that every profession on the planet, from a hairdresser to a cook, is dominated by men. Do you know why? Because we can tune out the world and stay laser focused and become the best of the best at any profession. You understand? Hmm. It's why we can. Women cannot do that. Uh, heck, I guarantee that even during this podcast, you thought about some other things, even though you're listening to me. It's just like nature <laughs> happens. How did you know? Especially because my phone is, I'm getting messages. I'm like, stay focused, stay focused. Don't think about that next thing. (laughs) Here's an even better one. You've been in the middle of sex and you stopped your husband and say, did you take out the garbage? And he's like, I'm right here. No, my husband can see the look in my eyes when he knows my brain just went to another land. And he's like, where did you go? Where did you go? Come back. (laughs) That's the thing. But but that's my nature. But but then men are like, no, that's going to happen to him that way. You understand? But vice mm-hmm. versa, a man gets sex on his brain, he can't get rid of it. That's all he focuses on. You know, Sam? So the, so the concept of it that way, and drunk, what, there's, there's women, and I've said this, and this blew up on like crazy, because here's what happens this. If a woman starts having a massive sex drive all the time, there's going to be mm. hormonal problems, and it's going to lead to illness. So that scares me. So a woman says, I mean, doc, I have a sex drive all the time. I'm like, mm, I'm getting scared for you down the road, because there's going to be some health problems that manifest from those abnormal hormonal levels right now. Okay, what is driving in a woman who feels that way? Let's talk to that woman for a minute. What is, why does she have a sex drive all the time? What's wrong with her hormones that's making her that way? And why is that not normal? It's no different than testosterone. Look at women that have androgen dominant problems. You know, and they end up with PCOS, the enemy shows, they're, they're going to have a sex drive. Mm-hmm. They're androgen dominant. Remember, you think this way, if a guy takes andro- an- anabolic steroids, they can have massive aggression and things like that. And it's, it's really quite scary. So, so when we become androgen dominant time, I have women come in and say, Doc, I have a sex drive constantly and I could have sex twice a day. Of course, we're in their labs like, well, no wonder you have the, you have the hmm. testosterone level of, of a dude in sand. And so therefore, and, and I'll give you a perfect example. I'll give you a perfect example of my nurse practitioner, Nicole. And she's been with me for eight years. She came in as a patient because she had PCOS, which is an androgen dominant, testosterone dominant, probably DHG a little bit dominant too, and dihydrotestosterone. And I ran her labs. I'm like, oh my goodness, they're extremely high, even though her doctor never had, but they would give her metformin and other medications trying to interrupt mm-hmm. disrupt her process that way. And I looked at her husband and I said, listen, when I get her back to normal, she's not going to have a sex drive that you enjoy so much. She's going to, because if you look at the fluctuation of hormones, women Hmm. from a healthy standpoint basically have a sex drive about two weeks out of the month. Do you say, and is that the the first two weeks? Is that their follicular phase or when it, when are the, when did the two weeks happen? 
Well, see, there's by nature, medical f- create a flicker phase and luteal phase just because of the pituitary hormones that are released. But really what okay. happens is if you look at the hormones, I divide it out in the course of a women's hormones change four times in the month. So yeah. I created different zones. You say I'm, and because I like the analogy of a house, I tell people, I said, I always say week day in, in, in the cycle roughly is about 28 to 26 to 32 days. It can fluctuate a little bit. Ladies don't freak out. If all of a sudden you have 28 one day and 30 next month of that mental stress can throw it off so quickly. It's crazy. Hmm. Okay. You don't have to be regular. No, now if you're below 26 or above 32, now there's some health issues going on. But the idea is this, even, uh, even it stay between 26 and 32, you're fine. But the idea is about every seven days, it, the pattern changes. And so you're going to have four kind of different zones that kind of come about that way. So in like the second week from day roughly, if it's a space 28 days, you know, day, day eight through 14 is probably one of the highest because you also have your peak of testosterone during that time. And, hmm. your, and then your fourth week is kind of common to have it, which is, would be the both second parts of each luteal and follicular phase. Um, because here's what happens. Interesting. In the first, when, when a woman starts to menstruate in day one, you know, I call that construction zone. You know, a woman's uterus is under construction. It's changing like the house and everything. You gotta understand, you have a, a massive amount of loss of tissue, but also buildup. So your body, your, your, your hormones that are needed to create that, uh, the endometrial lining, different things and change mm-hmm. the breast tissue, um, aren't going to push towards sex drive. They're going to push towards repair. But then also that repair is done and now you move into, and that's why if you ever think of it this way, that's why the second week a woman can actually have a sex drive because why? She's right by, there by fertility. She's right mm. there. You know I'm it's, a, it's a great process. I say, if you ever, ever really study the female body, it's absolutely fascinating and all the things that got to coordinate together for it to even happen. Yeah. And, and so that's the great part. And that's why the medical system is so, they focus on all diseases that they don't focus on the mm. function of things. So they'll look and go, well, I don't see any disease, so therefore you should have no problem getting pregnant. Um, hmm, uh, mm-hmm. They tell millions of women that per year, and they're so misleading them. You do, just because you haven't had a fire, it doesn't mean your house isn't rotten. just hasn't caught on fire yet. And so we have a lot of sick, rotten people walking around when they may never catch fire, but they'll never be able to do the things they're supposed to do. And so I built my whole career just on fertility. Wow. And to the point where it's like, because once again, and uh, I mean, we have hundreds and hundreds of thousands of you know success stories with all the stuff. When mm-hmm. and they're on. and they've been through in vitro, they've been in vivo, they've been through all the things that way, and and, and been told. And, and I even have some oops babies where women got pregnant in their fifties. You know, saying because they wow. got their hormones normal, and they're like, and, and what happens is this? But they didn't get pregnant, so when they were sassy, they didn't protect themselves. Next thing you know, they had an oops baby. <laughs> so, that's what too. so okay, what yeah. about the woman who? doesn't have a sex drive at all. She's like, I don't ever feel like I want to have sex with my husband. Once again, there's a health issue. There's a function Mm -hmm. issue that way. It's not normal. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, So not something she should just accept. Like, that's just the way I am. End of story. Not at all. all. And and not at all. Because it's it's still a health issue. And Darren, let's also, I'm also going to be sympathetic towards women this way as this. I think that the world has really messed up women dramatically because here's what happens this. Because men men are so wussified today, they don't know how to take on stress because their mamas told them that they're special and stuff like that. And so therefore, guess what happens? <laughs> Is so they and, and women try to say that they're equal and now they try to they go to work just as much as men do, and that mental stress every single day, I understand why women don't have sex drives. 
go work all day long. And then Mm -hmm. Christian men expect their wives to come home and do exactly if they're staying home. And then they're going to watch some TV or watch a football game and sit around because they're the man provider protector. I'm like going, no, I'm sorry. You want to be a man provider Mm -hmm. protector, let your, let your wife stay home and stuff like that. Otherwise, you know, get your butt going because she physically pushes herself. And therefore, even if she doesn't present with any major illness, her stress is so elevated, her, her hormones tank. So she's just trying to get through the damn day. And they're like, okay, mm-hmm. honey, I'm a good Christian man. Have sex with me. Good luck on that, man. You're not even yeah. putting her in a position for her body to thrive for her to even want it. Mm-hmm. Well, we're told that women can have it all. I mean, I know I, there's so much that we aren't even going to be able to get to. Like yeah. we at Girl Define often say God created men and women to be equally valuable, but purposely yep. different. Like we are, we are worth, we are equal in worth. We are both made in God's yep. images, male and female, yep. but he made us to be different for a reason. And like you're saying, there's a reason God made a woman with the uterus and the ability to give birth. Like that speaks to her greater calling and her greater design. And as we're learning through medical science and study and people like you, even our hormones speak to this greater design of the woman being the life giver, the nurturer, the homemaker, and the husband being the protector, the provider, the conqueror. Like our hormones are speaking to this design. Now I want you to write this down. This will change your life forever because this is what all young couples- I'm taking, I'm getting my phone to take notes. (laughs) Here we go. Um, Men have to create their value. Women have to preserve it. And one of the biggest values that women Mm. have is to be able to give life. Do you understand? And so, and if, and if, and if it's not look, if value is not looked that way, then what happens is you're going to say, well, honey, you got to go to work. You got to do things. You're actually going to devalue what is the most valuable thing about her is mm. life giving that way because her life can't do it that way. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, on yes. the flip side, a guy's value is what he brings to society. You know, it's like, and I tell people, I tell these young Christian girls, I said, you guys marry a lot for potential and you, they, they don't bring value. That brings stress on you. And now you have to go to society, which men are meant to be out in society, dominating, they can handle stress. And now you're supposed to still have that value of being able to give life giver. Good luck. Your body can't handle it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because we're trying to be so, both. Women are told we can be both and we should be both. We should be the provider, the protector, the conqueror, and the life giver, the nurturer, the homemaker. Like yeah. women are burning luck. out and fem- we are buying into this lie of feminism that says we can't have it all. We should have it all. We should erase gender distinctions. They don't matter. Yeah. They don't mean anything. They're socially constructed things when in fact God had it right all along from Genesis well, with Adam and Eve. He knew what he yeah. was doing. Yeah, exactly. And that's one thing. And I remember, and I can prove, prove it biologically. I'm like, give me a woman that crushes it and, and works all the time. That way, let me test your hormones. It's like these fitness women. Hmm. You're, ladies, you're supposed to have curves. It's like, remember, because stress really can tear up a woman. And if you exercise too much or in the wrong time, you can take your hormones. And you can get you can get your shorty shorts on and take a six-pack ab that way. There's no woman that's supposed to have a six-pack. It's impossible. You're not a man. Hmm. And so, therefore, what happens, you end up doing, you end up stressing your body out so much because, you know, they tell you that you're supposed to look this way. And therefore, you take your hormones and you wonder why. And these fitness experts call me and they go, I can't have a child. Yeah, because you haven't menstruated for seven years because you're trying to look a certain way. There, ladies, you know this. You can even have mental stress where you skip or delay your cycle. And now you're supposed to push yourself to massive um, societal things. Because when you enter society, ladies, you enter a competitive world to where I tell people, you enter society – you are asexual now because when it comes to business and money, if you are trying to compete with me, I don't care if you're a woman, I'm going to destroy you. I'm going to just outperform you. If you're stressed out and sick, we don't care because you're competitive. You're not my wife. You're not my daughter. Mm-hmm. You see, mm-hmm. And so that's mm-hmm. why it's like, I might go, so be very careful on that. And I said, so therefore you have to choose. And so there, and, and you think this way, and I've, do you know, do you know how many women understand, great women understand their value of being a life giver and being a mother that way? Yeah. And then they're told they can't have it. You saying mm-hmm. you might as well mm-hmm. just you might you destroy them, and so when doctors say you can't have children, I'm like going, ooh, don't play God that way. 
Medicine mm. plays God all the time mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it's mm-hmm. a whole, whole mm-hmm. other story right there. Yeah, no kidding. So back to the abs and the fitness thing. That's a huge yep. thing that I see right now that so many women are jumping on board. You see all the booty pics on Instagram of like these perfectly sculpted six pack bodies. And are you telling us that it's okay to have some cellulite? Are we hearing that from you? Well, remember, just look at just look what happens from the cyclic aspect. Your hormones, your body needs a certain amount of fat to produce hormone, and that's mm. why when they deplete it so much, they actually that's why if you ever look at these women that exercise all the time, they actually can suffer from amenorrhea where they have no cycle whatsoever. Look at your 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 daughters that are in the cyclic years and they play so many sports. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. See that, and, and we accept it because it's so common that we accept it as normal. Do not confuse common with normal. And because your doctors have absolutely no clue about this stuff, they say, well, that happens. Yeah, and you're setting yourself up for some major hormonal issues later and some diseases down the road. And so that's why breast cancer, you hear it. Mm. You think that we have more pink ribbons and more breast cancer awareness or a different perspective on it? Because hmm. it keeps on getting worse. You understand? Yeah. Where death rates are worse, the amount of people, and now men are getting it more than ever. There's more cancers, more, more infertility, more heart disease for women ever in history. I think- Maybe your doctor's not the expert you think he is. Yeah, something's not working. So how do we get healthy? I mean, leave us with some good advice for everybody who's like, I, okay, I get it. Things aren't working. Yep. I have issues. Yep. I'm sick. What well, do we do? Well, if you think about just let's take any hormonal issue. Like I said before, ladies got a simple question. They say, doc, I have endometriosis or anything or any condition or I, or I don't even have normal cycles. I'll say, okay, let me, let me see all your labs. Let me see all your hormones. Oh, wait, do you know in 25 years of practice, millions of labs from all the hundreds of doctors I have and things like that, I've never had one patient yet ever come in and have their hormones tested properly. Not once. And are Not you once. talking I about the estrogens? I'm talking estrogen, progesterone, the whole, again, the thyroid even me- measured properly. I've never seen it done once in my career. Do you understand? I guarantee if I dug into your stuff, you are still having an incomplete view of what's going on with you. And that's why you're still suffering. And see, that's the mm-hmm. sad part. So without labs, everything is a guess. Everything, everything. You know what's really cool? God created all of us extremely different. We have some physiological kind of things, but what our body needs and what we go through. And here, I can show you twins that have dramatically hmm. different things going on with them, even though genetically they're the same. And remember, and stop this BS that you're sick because you're mother. That's a bunch of lie. You're, you're, you're not created to be a disease monger. You're created to be, able to be very vibrant and healthy. And that is, but see, doctors are convinced you it's genetic. No, no, your mm. mom has the same bad habits as you did. And so therefore you take those same patterns on and that's your family history right there. It has nothing to do with your genetics. You see, I'm, I'll show hmm. you women that have the BRCA gene and they'll never have to worry about breast cancer and stuff. It's just, it's just crazy and stuff. We think that susceptibility makes us destined for stuff like that. Um, yeah. And the Christian community falls for this BS, yeah, but they also fell for COVID too. So we won't even go with that direction. No. But that's a whole <laughs> we we won't go there on this episode. <laughs> yeah, so what are topic. some steps for women listening? They're like, okay, yes, I want to get all of my hormones tested. Yep. I mean, it sounds like doctors, they're not even going to read them correctly. I oh, mean, remember, what? where's the hope in this need, for women? You don't need a doctor to get your labs done. So here's what happens. I will give you the blood work you should done. I'll give it to you. You can post it on your stuff, post it And then get something called a Dutch test. It's just a simple uh, urine test that measures the other hormones you need. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's simple. Start there. And you'd be surprised just by getting those labs done. Remember, and I say this, you do not need a doctor to get labs done. You do not. Let me make that very clear. You need nobody. You can go to a lab. You can order a test kit and stuff like that. You can order right from Dutch itself in that way. And I remember, yeah. and let me make it very clear. I get nothing from them for telling people to do this. Zero. 
None. I have no affiliation with any lab and things like that. I just tell people, it's like, I just want you to get tested properly because now it's your roadmap. It's your blueprint. It's yours. Yeah. Sam. It's like, I literally looked at one of my, my 17 year old daughters, one of her labs this morning. You know what I'm saying? Because why? Oh, wow. Is there, anything, is there anything wrong with your daughter? No. It's just that I want to see how her body's always doing. I don't want to wait for a fire. I'm a mm. carpenter. I want to keep her house doing well. Do you know what I'm saying? And yes. she's so happy with this. So you don't need a doctor to get labs. So I want to make that very clear because people think I'm mm-hmm. trying to say, no, listen, just in the idea, a doctor should really teach you how to take care of yourself so it's not needed. I can mm. actually tell you, people say, well, doc, but you've done so well your whole career. Yeah, because you know why? Because people do bad things constantly all the time. Do you understand over the next three months, I'll be, uh, my clinics will be extremely busy because all you guys are going to eat horrible stuff. You're going to stress out like crazy. You're not going to take care of yourself. You're not going to sleep well. And your body's going to fall apart and I have to put it back together. And my doctor has to put it back together. And so I'm sitting there going, <laughs> stop all the stress, stop all the sugar. Do you understand? I, I, I tell people, your bad habits are just job security for me because you know why? Instead, mm. I'm not a doctor. Don't do these things. You know, I tell people this. I said, ladies, how many of you guys actually like going to all of the Christmases, all the family? You're ticked off half the time. The kids are crying. You don't want to go somewhere. This, this, don't go. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's like, and Just you're going to go eat crappy food. You're going to eat crappy food, do all this stuff of this. You feel like crap. And then you need a couple of days to recover. You understand? You keep hmm. doing that on a regular basis. Halloween. Oh, my goodness. Halloween's going to destroy your insides. You're going to no. eat all this crappy candy. <laughs> yeah. So and really, your approach that. is... It's it's health. I mean, it's it's taking what you eat yourself. is what you are taking care of yourself, exercising, just not overdoing it, like not going for the six well, pack, but just trying to be there's healthy. Time that, there's times that I, I create a little, I create a little graph. See, I, all this stuff is free on my website. I created graphs to say women. Okay, what's your? Graph. Tell us what your website is. Oh, it's just thewellnessway.com. The Wellness Way. It's all my clinics. Thewellnessway.com. Okay. And Europe. That we. And just and what's that? And I say, women. Here's week one. Here's the kind of exercise you do. Week two. Here's the time you do. Week three. Week four. That hmm. way, it's just you know, it's good guidance. Remember, it, the the purpose of a doctor is to be a teacher to them, so they can take care of themselves. And if something comes up where they need a little bit more attention, great, you have that for a short time. But the idea is this. But it's really it's really simple. If you think about a doctor, if you know any, and you're pretty young yet, but let's say your dad. Okay. Oh, uh, James, you have high, bl- I don't know what dad's name is. James, you have high blood pressure. Here's your high blood pressure medication. Okay, doc, when am I get off? Never, hmm. never. We accept that as normal. And those yeah. things are chemicals that rot out the body. Who said so? The, the people who made it. And I'm like, I can't believe you guys fall for that stuff. You saying? I uh, guess like, because it's the only, we're told this is the only option, right? I know. I mean, well, we're not told, oh, you could do this. Or you of could course. take this other path. Like the path that you're presenting isn't mainstream. It's not one that we're really offered, which is so sad. Nope. nope. And like I said, in the last three years, censored FBI show up at my house. So it's holding our story, all good things like that. And it's like, because I won't not speak the truth. Because the only thing I fear in life is God. I don't give a crap. Amen. Anybody, man. You know, I don't give a crap about anybody. Threaten me, put me in jail. FBI show up. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Because I just believe God's going to protect me. And if I end up in jail, great. You know what I'm saying? Not from anything illegal. Do you know what I'm saying? It's just you can that help I, all the people in jail that, get really healthy. <laughs> I, I just start consulting them. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, but the food would be pretty bad. So, you know what I'm saying? That'd oh, man. Awful. Yeah, that'd be rough. You wouldn't have a lot of options in jail. So, yeah. try and, not and, to go there. And if you look at some of the things that, and, and here's what happens, and men have to do different things than women. They mm-hmm. do. You understand? That's why I tell people it's really interesting. Men and women, it's kind of funny. They can sit down and eat together, but they're not going to be able to always eat the same things. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Men have different needs than women. And women need different needs per their time of cycle that way. 
There's times, mm-hmm. ladies, that you can eat a little bit more sugar during the month. There's times you should stay away from it. There's times you need a lot more protein. And all and, and all of you vegan women, please, remember, they always said, remember, go back to Genesis. God made us to tend the animals and then tenderize them. Okay. Oh, my That's goodness. It. I have some vegan friends that are going to be very offended by that no. statement. <laughs> It's just, it's so difficult. It's so difficult yeah. to ever be able to get enough protein uh, being mm-hmm. a vegan. And, I, and I'm sitting there going, don't do it. You're just going to end up. And that's why they end up with so many, that's why vegans end up with so many hormonal problems. And it's really funny. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they have to supplement with things you get from your animal products. I'm like, aren't you missing the point? You know, Sam? And I get it. If you just like it. If you just like animals, don't want to eat them. But then you have to say, t- I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not an animal person. I love animals. I, I, Treat animals just fine that way. But if a dog dies, I'm not crying. If a horse dies, I'm not. Di- I'm not crying. It's like going. You can love your animals, but they're not humans. You know, Sam. You're you're just illustrating the point. The difference between a man and a woman. I we have an adorable mm-hmm. little dog who's currently squeaking, and I'm trying to get her to be quiet. But I yeah. think about the day one day when she will die, and I literally get teary eyed. And I was telling my husband about this, and he's like, "What? You think about the day she's going to die, and you cry yeah. about that? <laughs> like you can't even understand." I'm like, "There you go. I'm like, Hormones, men and dog. women, we are different. Yeah. <laughs> we are we're very different. Getting our dog here, I get honey, I get you our dog. Stop crying, okay? <laughs> that kind of thing. So we're yeah. still, yeah." But no, awesome. but that's the thing. It's like there's things that people can do, and you can take active uh, and remember, and you mm-hmm. can stay actively healthy. You really can, and stuff. And it's like, but once again, but if I can, if I can convince you that your problems are genetic, that means you have no control over, and you got to relate on yeah. us as experts. But I got a simple yeah. question for you: How did that do you guys over the last three years? You know, mm-hmm. Sam, you realize that you get lied to a lot over the last three years. Healthcare in our current form is really corrupt, and it really lies to a lot of people. But the idea is this: outcomes. More sick people, more women suffering infertility ever in history, more endocrine brace problems ever in history. We need a different perspective. And you're bringing us that perspective and that hope. And I appreciate it so much. I know we're out of time. Dr. Patrick, thank you for your wisdom, your insight, your humor. This was really fun. It was great having you on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on. Okay, y'all. What did you think about that? I am still processing everything that Dr. Patrick said. And honestly, I think there are probably two things that I'm walking away with. One, I'm blown away by God's intentional design for the man and the woman. I mean, isn't that insane how our hormones speak to our greater design, our greater calling as a male and as a female and God's specific design for the man and the woman, for the husband and the wife, the mom and the dad. Like society tells us there's no difference. It doesn't matter. The roles are interchangeable, but clearly our hormones are speaking to something so much more and pointing us back to God's design for the man and the woman. If you're like, okay, I don't get it though. Like what is God's design for the man and the woman? I don't really understand it. Then I encourage you to grab a copy of our book, Girl Defined, God's Radical Design for Beauty, Femininity, and Identity. Because in that book, we don't unpack like the hormone aspect of it like we talked about today, but we do talk all about God's intentional design for creating the man and the woman in Genesis, how those specific gender distinctions are equal, but different and complementary, and how we can discover our design as a woman by, first of all, just embracing the fact that he created you to be a woman. You have the body of a woman. That's not insignificant. That actually speaks to your calling and your purpose as a woman. Now, of course, as women, our highest calling is to glorify God, to build his kingdom. We can do that in and out of every season. We don't have to be a mom. We don't have to be married. We can be in any season and stage, and we can still glorify God in our femininity, in our womanhood. But we should be championing God's design for the things that he values that we see in scripture that our very hormones affirm 
We should be the ones cheering on those things. And you'll learn how to do that by discovering God's radical design for your life as a woman. So grab a copy of Girl Defined. So that was the first thing that I took away. The other thing is that I think I have been too willing to just accept what mainstream doctors have told me about certain health conditions or even a diagnosis or um, you know a label that may have been put on me. Uh, I think I've been too accepting of that. Now, I have gone down a lot of natural routes. I have worked with a health coach to get my hormones, my health, um, really try to take a deep dive into my diagnosis of unexplained infertility. And I've discovered a lot about my hormones. But after today's conversation, I think there's still some things that I've just accepted like, well, I guess this is just the way it's always going to be. But I'm kind of re-motivated, I guess, to go do the hard work of digging into some of these things again and really trying to discover what is at the root of some of my health issues and even some of my the labels that I've been given by doctors and is there a way naturally that I can pursue health in some of these areas. So I was inspired by that. And I would love to hear what your takeaways were, even things you disagreed with. I know he was pretty heavy handed on some stuff and I was even, I could feel some of the toes getting crunched. So I would love to hear about that too. If you're like, oh, I did not appreciate this that he said, or I disagree with this, but I really liked that. Come chat with me about it. Come hang out with us over on Instagram. Um, Girl Defined, you can find us on there. That's where we're gonna be discussing this conversation Uh, more and taking a deep dive. And I want to chat with you about it. So coming out with us. And if you appreciate the fact that we're having these kind of conversations on the Girl Defined show, which as Dr. Patrick said, you know, he's getting shut down all the time because of the things that he's saying. Um, We have had a lot of pushback on our channel as well. And one of the ways that you can push against that pushback and stand with us, link arms with us in the message that we are proclaiming here, God Defined Womanhood here at Girl Defined, you can do that by simply leaving us a five-star review on Apple, on Spotify, It's a free 30-second gesture that really helps us and pushes our podcast out there so other women can find it. And it pushes back against people who want to shut us down, who think we shouldn't have a voice. So if you want to stand with us, that's one of the simple ways that you can help. We can link arms with us where we are fighting feminism here at Girl Defined and reclaiming the truth of who God created women to be. We are doing that in and out of every single week. We have new podcast episodes drop every Monday. So come back and join us next week on Monday. And then right now, coming over, come hang out with me over on Instagram at Girl Defined. I'll see you there.